Welcome to a Monday edition of the Weekend Wire. We got Aro here as always. Um, been through about about a week, a little less than a week of um, regular season NBA basketball. Um, not too much going on yet. We don't. We can't really draw too many conclusions for sure. But there was a couple of things that we've noticed in the past few days that we wanted to get out there. So um, we're going to start with the Clippers losing by 50 points to the Mavericks yesterday. Um, they were down 77-27 at half. That was the largest deficit in uh, – well, not – That's the shot clock era. Yeah, like <laughs> like 1995 yeah. or something. It was – yeah. yeah. But it reminded me of that that Celtics Cavs Eastern Conference Finals game where it was like seventy four thirty. Oh, like I think it was the game two where LeBron's just like yeah around. But even that was nothing compared to this. And I didn't even watch a lot of this game, but I was just kind of. I watched a little bit of the third. I like tuned in after halftime to see like what was going on. Yeah, like the carnage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is left of that team? Yeah, and they did. I mean, why was out? He got bludgeoned by Abaka in the Christmas game. When he was, I look nasty. Um, poor Zingas wasn't playing for the Mavs, and uh, I mean, it's inexcusable, really. We we were talking about how Pfizer P, which is something that we're trying to get going um, on social media. Yes. A little bit. Uh, how he looked pretty good on the Christmas Day game and um, the Lakers game as well before that. But his team lost by 50 to the Mavs, um, so he might have to pump the brakes. He didn't play well either. So, Yeah, we'll see if this is a recurring theme for them. Um, they're going to be playing – I think they're playing Portland tomorrow night um, or maybe Wednesday. But, um, yeah, the Clippers were looking pretty sharp. They beat, they beat Denver. Um, they beat the Lakers – like somewhat handily it was they were up they were up big both of those games they were hitting a lot of threes um they sort of went and retooled their their four through seven spots in their roster a little bit um Ibaka I mean this is something that we talked about him just being a like better replacement than um Harold some of the other bigs that they had uh but yeah they 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 seem to be humming along before this um I wouldn't draw too many conclusions from it but um I think it, I think it says more about the Mavs than it does about the Clippers, maybe just just because uh, just because I think it was a needed win from Mavs. Yeah, I, I, you could see the Ma- like like a lot of times teams will sort of like like oh we're playing like they'll they'll sort of give up if it's like a Sunday Sunday early game, which this was like, you see the effort level is not very high. And maybe that, maybe that's what was going on for the Clippers, but they, they just were missing a lot uh-huh. of shots. It's not like the Mavs defense is like a force to be reckoned with. So, um, I don't know. I, I still, I still believe in the Clippers. I don't think we could say too much about them based on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't take anything away about the future from that game. I think it, it's not a great showing and like, I think it really shows that maybe some of the replacements that they did bring in, like uh, Luke Kennard, might not be quite as good as we maybe thought uh, that they might be. But yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to like. It's the third game of the season. Um, it, it's really like you can't say a whole lot about it. Um, that like happens. It probably shouldn't happen to that degree, but like you're gonna get blown out some nights. I mean. I think that ended up overshadowing the fact that like the Bucks lost later that day by 20 and they had Giannis and Middleton playing. So like stuff like that happens. So. Yeah. 
that's yeah, that's a good point to bring up another example. And we can we can lead into the Bucks right here. Who, um, yeah, they they looked. I mean, against a pretty bad Warriors team, they looked um, great. Uh, the one thing that I had noticed from that game, other than Middleton lighting it up as he does, um, the Warriors kind of have no one to defend him. But um, neither do a lot of teams. Giannis's free throw shooting has looked very, very bad. Um, they were in the bonus. The worrying levels are bad. Yeah. They, they got in the bonus super quick against the Warriors in that game, and he was just going to the line over and over and over again. And, and his percentage was something like 40 after it, – it was like – last year it was bad. The year before it was a little higher. But if the if it, continuing now, it's going to be something that's going to become exploitable in the playoffs. So – I don't know how I feel about that. I think Drew has been a little underwhelming for them um, so far. And he, yeah. he's not who's, who's expected to make a lot of big plays on offense, but that was that was at least somebody that, you know, a lot of people thought would just be a better player than Bledsoe. And I, I think that's still true. It just hasn't been a massive change. Right. And, and I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on this later, but Bledsoe hasn't done a great job for, for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, going back to Milwaukee, I mean, I think it's just been, you know, even on the Christmas Day game, I think that like it's hard to take away anything from a game like that with how bad the Warriors had played in the first few games um, until Chicago. But like Chicago is also a terrible team. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like against the Knicks, it felt like they went against a really hot shooting team. Uh, I think the Knicks shot above like 50 percent from the field and from three. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know if it's really excusable to like give up. I think they go like, like 129 points against the Knicks. I think it is because because their their defense for the last almost three years has been built around like limiting the three and like yeah letting the bad shooters shoot the threes rather yeah, than like I don't yeah they have a pretty I, specific strategy where they were they had right. the defense in the league for like two straight years in the regular season because of how sort of weird their three point defense was where they were right. They were, Cutting off the paint, they were letting the bad shooters shoot. Yeah, uh, and and so like that kind of performance is like I don't know if this is them missing Wesley Matthews a lot. Um, maybe Divincenzo isn't quite all that great of a replacement defensively, or like isn't enough defensively. But I, like, there's not a whole lot else that has changed for this team. Yeah, um, and, and so cover up a little bit of that, right? And so that's why it doesn't really make sense to me. Again, it might just be one game early in the season. It's just a bit of a slow start. Um, maybe they're trying out some new stuff. I haven't watched it overly closely, um, and I haven't compared it to how they were playing last year. Uh, I, just from, like, a stats point of view, I think they're running a little bit less, but, like, it's not, like, substantial enough to, like, notice. Um, it just, you know, I, I think they're running a little bit less off, like, live turnovers. They're maybe not getting as many steals as they were the last few seasons. Um, that was something that I was going to say anyways, that I think they should run a little bit less in the regular season and kind of figure out their half-court offense, like now, instead of trying to do it. Yeah, that's day. that's a good point. Like, because that, that's yeah. something that plagued them against the Heat, for sure. Um, yeah, and like you're not going to get as many running opportunities in the playoffs. Teams are going to get back. They're going to like beat you up. And so, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is just them kind of figuring out a sort of new system. Um, but it's a weird start, and it's not a great look for the Milwaukee team that I really liked coming yeah, into the season. Yeah, team that we were <laughs> about as high as you can be on. Um, right. 
and so I don't know. The getting back thing is 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 very true. That that they struggled with the magic because of this in round one. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think I think what you said about them not running a lot of different stuff than last year is probably like obviously I haven't looked at it too closely either, but um I think that's probably right because Coach Bud is just not someone that is tinkering a lot and making these adjustments. They kind of have a system that they've been sticking to. Um, yeah, Giannis, Giannis just needs to be able to, like, dominate in these games. He was pretty good in the Celtics game, um, besides missing yeah. at the end. That sort of cost him the game. And then Tatum banks in the three, so I don't really know how much uh-huh. he can from that. But um, they were right there in that game. And, um, yeah, it, it is a weird start. Um, no reason to panic yet, but – uh, and they, they looked great. They looked, they were blowing out the Warriors who are not the, are not great this year, but, um, yeah, I, I think they do have some issues that they need to solve, uh, before the playoffs roll around again, because that, that's, that's going to be the narrative with them is, is they, can they change it up? Can they, um, can they become a team that's, you know, sort of built more than the playoffs because people thought of them as sort of like Denver East and then Denver ended up doing much wow. better. Them, um in the playoffs and just got better in the playoffs than they were in the regular season so um yeah they need to come up with some answers for that but that that can lead us into the warriors who um looked pretty bad on opening night versus the nets and then arguably looked worse in the christmas day game versus the bucks um besides steph hitting 105 threes in a row on video which is insane <laughs> Um, I was freaking out about. You thought should be the biggest story. I think I I actually might still feel that way. I think this is. I think that is an amazing feat. Um, He. So I'm gonna just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rant on this. But. um, So I I was watching Sports Center. I I knew about the video before I started watching Sports Center. But I was watching Sports Center late on Saturday night, um, and they said. Um, that the stats and info department had calculated that if you use Curry's baseline three-point percentage from the corner, which is 41.4%, the odds of him making um, 105 in a row like he did are 6.58 times 10 to the negative 41st, which – a really small number. Really small number if you were ever in um, – maybe like high school chemistry or something. Yeah. Um, you would know. That is insane. I, I think that if you t- – yeah, 6 point – I just read it out. 6.58 from memory. Um, time to go. Good job. 41st. I'm actually kind of impressed. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, I thought I was <laughs> – I was going to be able to check it there, but I just did. Um, that is – I'm not sure there's another human being who can do that. When you think about – there's a lot of good shooters – in the league, I think if you gave someone enough tries, I think there there are a bunch of guys that can do it. But like, yeah, like one shot, I think there's maybe like two other guys that could maybe do it, maybe. And it's like Duncan Robinson and like Clay. I think Duncan Robinson is probably, <laughs> yeah, I th- maybe Joe Harris. I don't know. The thing about Duncan Robinson is a lot of his threes are sort of on the move, moving. Yeah, I think Clay would probably have a better shot. But the thing about Curry is that he's shooting, like, off the dribble so much that those passes – and if you watch the video, the passes that he's getting are not, like, like consistent, like, in his pocket the entire time. I mean, that's a big deal for people who are 
you know, shooting 500 threes a day in practice. So I think him, he's a little more adaptable with like the angles that he's shooting these um, and all that. I, I think I, I just, I, I watched the entire video. I thought that was the, one of the coolest things ever. That's, that's, that's 30. That's, I think the corner is like 27 feet maybe or 25. Yes. Shorter. It's a little shorter, right? So it's like, definitely 20, like yeah, 25 or something. Like the top of the key or the wings. So that's why it's easier. Yeah. But um, still, I, I've, I was, it's crazy, yeah. I was blown away by that. Um, anyway, on to the actual team. Um, so they lose by 40 to the Bucks on Christmas. Um, not good. Steph is basically their only good offensive player other than Wiggins. Uh, other, not Wiggins. James Wiseman. Wiseman. Not Wiggins. Yeah. So Wiseman. People are getting excited about Wiseman. Um, they should be. He's, he's sort of feasted on these opportunities that he's been given with Draymond out and um, their offense is sort of sputtering and he, it's kind of on him and Steph to create a lot of the stuff. Um, and Steph had 10 assists in that opening night game, which was pretty insane considering the lack of talent that was with him. Um, Wiggins is just Wiggins. We've been talking about it for years. He is someone who kind of just, he seems like he's always out of control when he's dribbling. Yeah. Um, this kind of like if you if you, when you watch Wiggins shoot like a twenty two footer or like a twenty one footer whatever like two feet inside the three point line is for no reason you just kind of like your heart just kind of like sinks every time and Oubre is um zero for thirty three this year other I'm than non dunks which is if 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 a hundred and five threes in a row is being hot that's Pretty much the other side of just being this is like forgetting how to shoot that means every time the ball left your hand before it went into the basket you missed so yeah, thinking, it's uh, that versus dunks i, I just i don't yeah. know and, and it's not like he, it's not like he's like not had layups either like there's there's a couple right. the shot chart of this somewhere on twitter um that you can find pretty <laughs> Yeah, that and some for like yeah inside. Look at it. There's there's a lot of like floaters and like little runners that he's missing. It's not just like if he's in the paint, he's dunking every time. So because no right. one no one can really do that. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's been bad. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of the stuff that, that we kind of said I guess before the season we were kind of worried about. Um, and I think I just kind of expected it to like I guess magically go away because Steve Kerr is like a wizard and just kind of knows like what to do and like gets people to buy in and like. That's just not the case. Um, their offense is like it, it's stagnant. They don't really move. They don't really get good shots. And when they do get good shots, they don't make them. So like yeah. it's I, like I, I don't I don't know if there was a fix for that team. And I, I generally now think that we might have overrated this team by putting them in at like the bottom of the plan. We put them like uh, eight, like, nine. I, like yeah, and like oh. that even that might be overrated. Yeah, it's, yeah. Some people have them not like, good. Which is, you know, pretty – now it's looking pretty reprehensible. But um, – uh, Yeah, some people are saying they're going to beat the Lakers. So. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, there was a big debate about – on like, people on Twitter just about, like, whether it was the coaching – for the Bucks game mostly, whether it was the coaching or was it just the fact that they were, like, 9 of 40 from three. And the answer is probably that's a little bit of both. But – yeah. For me, I, I did think they were missing a lot of shots, but definitely not not like enough to make the 
deficit go from 40 to like 10. So I, I yeah, I, I think they were gonna get blown out. That yeah, game. they're kind of, the the weird part is they're kind of using they're like it's it's almost like they're expecting Wiggins to Wiggins and Ubre to be like the KD and Draymond like the second and third option when they should really be like fourth and fifth options on like a team that's supposed to be as good as they wanted to be. Yeah, um, and they're just not. I mean. That's just not who those players have been throughout their career. Um, they've been, you know, Wiggins is probably like at replacement level, and you could say Ubre. If, if that. Yeah, you could say Ubre is probably a little below now. Um, after yeah, being, I, mean, I thought last year he was a little bit yeah, above. Last year, maybe. Last, year um, last year was good, but the way he's looked so far, you would probably. I mean, if you're like, if you're just picking like random players out of a hat, you'd probably rather have like. <laughs> you know, like Dwight Powell on the floor. Like, it's just like, there's a yeah. lot of, where you could just kind of, you could think to yourself, like, think of like random player. Would I, would I want them over Oubre? Who's like a ninth man on a different team? And the answer's probably yes. Just because how bad he's been. And, um, yeah, here, I think last year. Good. Well, I was just going to say, I think last year Oubre benefited a little bit from like a guy like Booker that kind of takes up a little bit of a different space than like, Curry does, and I think that the Suns team even like had a little bit more just like like playmaking, and weirdly enough, than yeah. the Warriors do. And like Steph is probably a little bit better off the ball, and he wants to move around, and he's not gonna you know run a ton of pick like he's not gonna pick and roll you to death, and he doesn't want to at least right. And so like I I just don't like I, I don't know if Ubre really meshes with the way that the Warriors really want to play, and I I think that. If you look at a lot of what he did last year, I mean, it's kind of, you know, being in the corner and a lot of, you know, either catch and shoot or catching and attacking off the catch. Um, and, like, it's – I don't think the Warriors really have the spacing to be able to like, do that. Not anymore. Um, maybe with Clay. Yeah. But that was kind of a panic signing by them anyway. Like, yeah. I find him, like, the day after they knew that Clay was going to be out for this year. Um, and Ubre is someone who – you know, we can't really say that he impacts winning that much because the Suns went 8-0 in the bubble without him um, after him being like a pretty, considered a pretty core part of their team in the regular season, I would say. Um, okay. I think when Draymond gets back, they're going to have to simplify simplify their offense a little bit and maybe do run a little more pick and roll with Draymond. The thing about the thing about Draymond is if you can get him on like the little short roll, like that, that's creating offense by, its, by itself. Um and that could be – I think he'll work pretty well with Wiggins as in, like, throwing – I mean, not Wiggins, Wiseman, um, as in, like, throwing lobs and stuff. We've seen him do it with Looney and some of their other some of their other bigs over the years in their finals runs. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think once Draymond gets back, he'll be a little better, but not enough to, to where I would – not enough to where I would feel good about them, like – being in the play-in like being yeah like i wouldn't confidently say it anymore Uh um i I think the play-in is now kind of their peak weirdly enough like a play-in like yeah i don't even know if i could see them getting top six in the west right now oh no i think i think that's like that's tough um and you know it's 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 not it's not like a huge difference but in this 72 game season the individual games do matter a little bit more and, and a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, seating, seating's always really tight. And in the shortened season, it's just going to be tighter. So, um, 
these game these early games do matter, and that's that's the theme that we're going to talk about with the Pacers a little bit. But um, moving on to the, the the what's happening in the Central Division, other than the Bucks um, East, we got the the Cavs and Colin Sexton are three and zero. They beat the <laughs> they beat the Sixers last night by uh, twenty or twenty five, and uh, it might have been more. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, they beat the. Oh no, no, that's 24, 24. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, um, they without Embiid, but um, still, that's not like the Sixers have talent other than Embiid. It, it's it, and you they, would expect them to beat Cleveland even without Embiid. Yes, yes, that's a good way of putting. It. And even if they did have Embiid, you have Drummond, who yeah, he dominates Drummond, but that's at least like a body to have on Embiid. It's not like you're stuck with some Tyler Zeller or something, right? Oh god, yeah. Uh, or like Washington, I think had um, God, who do they put on him? Like when Thomas Bryant was on him, it was like okay. Yeah. They had whoever their backup is, and it just wasn't working. Is it? Oh, they had Robin Lopez, I think, right? Yeah, Lopez, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was not working at all. Oh no. Yeah, it's supposed to. Be. Yeah. Well, they're zero and three, and their defense is yeah. not good. Um, they were they were close to the Sixers, but anyway, um, yeah. on the Cavs, I know you've had a lot of um, thoughts about this. Uh, well, I've, yeah, I've been tweeting a lot about the Cavs because um, I've ended up just watching them uh, play like weirdly a lot this season, uh, at least early on. I think it's not really a team that we expected to be a great like league pass team or anything like that, but uh, they've been surprisingly good against a pretty uh, weak schedule. But you know, these are games that I don't think I like necessarily expected them to win, um, especially like the Charlotte game. I think you had Charlotte a little bit higher. I mean, you had Charlotte in a playing game. Uh, I think we yeah. both had the Cavs around like 13th, 14th. I had the Cavs um, last. You might have had the Cavs last, yeah. I think you might have picked them underneath New <laughs> yeah. York, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely still a surprise to see them beating teams like Charlotte, um, even beating Detroit. Um, who we can touch on a little bit because I've been really disappointed with what they're doing in Detroit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still, uh, it's good early season wins. And I think I was looking at their schedule for the first about eight games or so. They have a game against New York tomorrow, which is winnable now, it seems like. Uh, they play Atlanta, which can be close. Um, you know, they have Orlando back to back, which I guess Orlando is a little bit better than we thought as well. Um, but, you know, they, they have a lot of winnable games. And then they have two games against Memphis a couple of weeks from now, uh, which if Morant, who literally, like, I, I think as we were starting this podcast, got injured. Uh, if he's out at that point, then those games become winnable as well. Right so, ankle sprain. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, like he landed with his full weight on that. So if Morant is out at that point, like these are winnable early season games. And like we said, it's going to be tight, uh, you know, and – I think if you get off to a hot start, it can really kind of give you a cushion for later on in the season. Um, and you only have to be top 10. And I think in the East, it's not going to take a whole bunch of wins to get top 10. So the Cavs could sneak into a playing game. Uh, I've been really impressed with uh, Colin Sexton. Uh, he had an incredible shooting night, I think, in opening night against Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, and then against Detroit, uh, he was probably – overall their best player and then that was like a crazy game that ended up going to double overtime and he really turned it on in the second overtime um i think he had a pair of buckets uh like earlier on in the second overtime which ended up helping them pull away um but he is just i mean like he's is probably their best shot creator 
Um, he can kind of, you know, catch people off guard with how quick he is. Um, he can get to the basket, and he's like, he's a really good finisher around the rim too. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a sneaky, it's a sneaky team. Uh, you know, they don't have a lot of depth. Uh, even their starting talent, I think, has probably been outplaying their expectations. But I mean, their shooting has been awful from I think three. I think they're like the last place team in terms of uh, three point well, shooting efficiency right now. Think about their roster. There's not a lot of great. But, Garland is supposedly pretty good. Yeah. And like Sexton, I think, can have hot shooting nights, but like it's not that consistent. But I mean, even with that, I think they're shooting under 30% from three and to be three and oh is like pretty impressive. Um, And their defense has been uh, just like really solid. Um, Again, not against super tough competition. So we'll see how they face off against Boston, like Milwaukee and stuff like that. But uh, you know, if you're beating up on the teams that you're competing against, I think you have a pretty good chance. And I think that they're if you're them and you're beating the teams you're supposed to beat, um, right? Like that's I mean, that's like enough a lot of the time. And it, it probably will be. Yeah, they still have Drummond, who people kind of think of as this like albatross who's just kind of like on this bad contract and gets traded. But like he, but he like gets the rebounds. He does like all the dirty work for him. Like yeah, like a fifteen and fifteen, like probably other every other night. Yeah. Um, yeah. he can, he can sort of do stuff for you defensively. Um, mm-hmm. we got Kevin Love. He's obviously on his, his careers, like on the downhill, but he's someone that can help with that 30%, uh, three point shooting number. Um, yeah. and Isaac Okora has been a great yeah. surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I think you, yeah, you mentioned him in the preseason as someone to yeah, watch out for. I, I noticed he looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, him and Patrick Williams were two guys that were kind of like um, thought of as a little bit similar in the draft. And uh, both of them have looked pretty good other than the bulls being 0 and three, but. Um, That's not. Yeah. Cavs look pretty good. And then um, Indiana is also three, you know, in that division, they beat the Celtics the other night. Um, Celtics did. The kind bonus. Of, yeah. What? Well, I was going to say Sabonis with the game winner as well. Yeah. Sabonis, Sabonis looked yeah, Savonis was great. He had the game winner. He's uh, they announced the conference players of the week in the West was Ingram, and then the East was Sabonis. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for if you're looking for a um, sort of a long shot bet this season, um, Pacers to win the division is probably still like twelve to one. Um, yeah. that's interesting you think the only team that would probably have, they would even have competition with is Milwaukee. And if Milwaukee's issues that we've been talking about continue, um, hey, maybe. Uh, it, even even yeah, if you're, they might be able to sneak it in, yeah. yeah even, even if you're like 12 to – even if you're like – like I, I would say the chances that they actually win the division are probably like one in four. But um, right. it, like 12 to one is – The odds you can get. Is value there. So um, – if you're looking for something to throw a little bit of money on, I would I would suggest that. Uh, yeah, the the Pacers. We talked about Sabonis being gone for them in the bubble. That's obviously that's obviously been a huge um, sort of return for them. Uh, Warren is not looking as great as he did scoring wise in the bubble, but he's still good for you know fifteen to seventeen. Or I mean seventeen to twenty points a night. Same with Brogdon. They just have a lot of guys who can put up uh, like points. Um, Pretty balanced team scoring wise. Turner's defense is good. Brogdon's defense is good. Still got Old Depot, um, and they have they have shooting off the bench as well um, yeah. with TJ Leaf and um, 
McDermott. Yeah, McDermott's had a bigger, much bigger role this year. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, like, I think he was like a 44% shooter last year. He just didn't get a whole lot of looks. Um, I think he's still shooting over 40% like early on this season. Um, and I think I was, I was seeing on Twitter that like they've really like bought in a lot more and like apparently they didn't really like McMillan a whole lot or like at least like Nate, uh, I think Bjorkren. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, no, um, but they like, yeah, uh, they like him a lot more. Um, they had like a ton of praise for him. Um, like McDermott loved him. Sabonis was uh, really praising him uh, in the post uh, post game press conference uh, after the Boston game. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I think we like don't really talk about buy-in, um, you know, but like it, it's important. And especially for some of these like middle teams, it's, it's really, really important. It can sometimes be the difference between. You know, yeah. Especially if you don't have the top talent. But, um... Right. And so, I mean, like this is a team that, Maybe they're better than Philly. Maybe they're better than Toronto, um, you know, this year. Just, you know, at least in the regular season. Yeah. Well, I, I think on the McDermott thing, um, I, I do think it's possible that teams sort of watched how Miami used uh, Robinson in the bubble and are, and are sort of like thinking, oh, we can just we can just create offense out of that. Like right. for little six-minute stretches and where he hits four threes and, you know, eight minutes and then – that swings the game completely. Um, and it's it's easy. You don't have to – it's not too complex. It's just basically them setting up for that one guy moving off the ball. Um, and I, I hope that's a trend we see to, we see continue with some of these other – you know, not not every – it's hard to find shooters like that. It's basically yeah. – when, when you think of guys that are shooting on the move like that, it's probably Robinson and Reddick who are your – who are your top two. Um, prototypes, yeah. Yeah, prototypes where they're like shooting – they're like always in motion. Joe Harris. Joe Harris now. Oh yeah, Joe Harris as well. That's a good one. Um, so I, I hope I hope we can get more teams sort of utilizing their guys that have that skill set because that's really fun to watch when, when a guy is when a guy yeah. is like that. Um, and Miami seemed to always do it in like the first quarter of these games where they would just kind of yeah. like like okay, like game two, like we're getting Robinson going, like let's let's go. Yeah. He'd just come out and shoot like six threes in a quarter and make five, and uh, and then they'd be they'd be up. So. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting option for Indiana. Um, and like I said, if they can hold their three, and zero right now, those early division games do matter. Um, they're playing the Celtics again, in a, I think either tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, uh, yeah, they're playing them tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's the that's the nature of the schedule this year. You play you you sort of play these little mini series. You play. Um, yeah. Even with less back-to-backs, you're sort of playing your teams in your conference, teams in your division around the same time of the year. So, um, I think I think injury timing is going to matter a lot, just because like if you're playing, yeah. if you happen to play, like let's say like division rivals are, um, you know, even like a Boston Philly later down the road. If like if like oh Tatum's injured for like both games that are happening in the span of three days, and then Philly yeah. wins. That's gonna be a big deal um, when when the seeding starts to materialize uh, later on. But um, yeah, I think we can hit on the magic a little bit. You mentioned them. You mentioned them earlier. Um, Fultz has looked pretty um, spry, I guess. He's, yeah, I mean, he's been a positive for them. So no, yeah, his his jumper still doesn't look great. That's always the rub on him. But he he's 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 still got his quickness. He's a good passer, um, underrated defender, I'd say. Um, and 
their coach, Steve Clifford, he's they gave the Bucks some problems in round one last year with their getting back. They're a super disciplined team. Well, they're such a great disciplined team, and they're so good defensively, always. Yeah, they're all of his teams have been good defensively. They're always been disciplined. He was with the Hornets for a while. That's how people well, probably recognize that name. But um yeah, Fultz has been a positive, and even with the loss of Isaac, a lot of people thought that he would um that Isaac's absence would sort of um make them a little bit huge hit to their defense, but Vucevic is still solid. Um, Fournier, shooting-wise, you've got... Um, well, Terrence Ross off the bench has been good. Yeah, Terrence for, Ross has been good, um, been good so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's our leading scorer right now, too, apparently. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's, it's been hot to start the season, I guess. Well, Fult- they took a chance on Fultz, and he's sort of been the, the engine for them so far. Oh. Um, and like we, we've, we're going to reiterate this over and over again, I'm sure, but those division games do matter. They, the Wizards are 0-3 and in the same division. Um, Atlanta's not performing as well as maybe people thought um, they were going to. And they beat Miami as well, opening yeah. night. Or not opening night, second night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Miami's another team in that division. That, that could be tight um, coming down. I, I, do, I do believe in Miami um, a lot, but I think, like, the – sort of two through five in the division could be um, pretty contentious. So, or two through six, I guess, but, or no, five, 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 yeah. Two to five, five, yeah. <laughs> five or six divisions, but. Um, yeah, the, the Magic, like you said, super disciplined. Um, and they could be a team sort of, and they're always thought of as like that seven spot, you know, eight spot, but that's another playing team that we could see, uh, like the Cavs who are just, going to be there um, and fighting for those playoff spots. So, and there, you, you mentioned Cole Anthony too. Um, last time, I think he's, he's someone yeah. that um, sort of a underdog for rookie of the year, potentially um, could get a lot of minutes and is a, still a very crafty uh, scorer in isolation. So. Yeah. And I think he's a little bit better of a shooter um, definitely than faults. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can like, yeah, I don't know if you can like replicate sort of that like DJ Augustine type role for them um, off the bench, but that would be. I, I mean, I think yeah, that that's definitely a playing team, and they probably have the most solid defense out of like all of those teams that we expect to be challenging for the playing spots. I mean, it's definitely um, so better I think, than the Atlanta Wizards. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, it's another team that is always kind of there, and and it's. I, like they won't be a threat, but like they like they are a threat to some of these other playing younger teams that, that are kind of looking at the jump this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, probably ending a little bit here um, with I just wanted to talk about the some of the stuff I noticed in the um, or I'll, I'll or actually actually you can you can do Suns Corner. Suns Corner first. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, we have looked a little bit uh, iffy to start. I mean, the first couple of games are definitely a little bit rough. Uh, just offensively, never really kind of figured it out. Um, it cost us against Sacramento. Um, we ended up uh, losing that game because, I mean, we started off, we gave them like a 15-2 run, something like that, just to start the game. And then it's always seemed like every time we would make a run, Sacramento would just be able to kind of inch out you know, forward right after um, so there wasn't any real consistent offense. Devin Booker hasn't really looked great so far. Uh, Aiton has looked iffy. I thought he looked better in the third game, but everything looked a lot better in the third game. Um, but yeah, in the first two games, it really felt like 
the defense that was just kind of grinding out uh, wins and, or trying to grind out wins. And against Dallas, we barely got over the hump. Uh, Luca had a really bad, uncharacteristically bad game um, against us. And I think Mikhail Bridges did kind of affect him, but like, yeah, he did, he, did, he did have a bad game. That's true. Yeah. And like, he just could not shoot and he kept on trying these step back threes and it's like, just, yeah, it just wasn't working for him. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I felt good about that one, but like, it, it just felt like the offense needed some time to mesh because Chris Paul, Jay Crowder still don't really seem like they know like exactly like how to work this offense. Um, I think that matters a whole lot more for Chris Paul because he's trying to run the offense without really fully knowing it and having played in it. And so it, it is definitely like, there's going to be an adjustment period. I think we knew it coming in. I just expected it because it's Chris Paul, I think I kind of like downplayed how much of an adjustment it would be. Um, but it, yeah, it's still tough for him. Um, and, and I think that they, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul both kind of like to work in similar sort of areas as well. So I think there's still a little bit of confusion, uh, especially on Booker's part of like, when does he need to kind of come in and just like be the scorer? Um, yeah. and, and so it's like, I think the rules need to be a little bit more defined, but I think that just comes with time. Um, I also feel like Booker has more like been just kind of looking for ISOs and stuff like that. And like, he hasn't looked comfortable whenever he's doing any sort of other types of actions. Um, his like pin rules, even with like Aiton, who like you would expect those two would be able to work together pretty well. Mm -hmm. They haven't looked great. Um, I think he had seven turnovers against Sacramento last night. And that's not a great look. I mean, we won the game, but it's just not great. And like, he kind of said afterwards that, it's just, uh, you know, like it's kind of getting used to the spacing. And I think like he, he kind of said it like we don't have spacing right now. Um, I think what he meant was more that like they don't really know like the yeah. off-ball. Like off yeah, like I, I, it would be better. Right, right. And so I think like he didn't mean that like that they didn't have shooters. I think he meant more like they aren't really getting to the right spots right now or like the expected spots. Um, so I think it's just like a miscommunication uh, more than anything. Uh, you know, some of the turnovers just kind of seem like people just don't really know where the other person is going to be or where they want them to be. And um, so, yeah, stuff like that's going to get cut down over time. Well, that, um, that's a big thing with Chris Paul. Like he, he's, he's, a, he's one of those passers that's going to be throwing. He's like, he doesn't care. Like, like he's, he's not throwing to where you expect. Yeah. yeah where he, expects, where he yeah. wants you to be and where he, where like right. he probably should be. Like he's not going to. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think yeah. they'll that part out at least. Um, right. Aiden needing to step up is something that we talked about a little bit um, when we were previewing um, last yeah. week. Yeah, and I think he looked soft against Sacramento the first time around, and then second game looked great. You know, like second game, it felt like he was uh, boxing out more. He was grabbing rebounds. Um, he wasn't, like, shying away from uh, contact. And, like, Sacramento has big bodies. You know, Marvin Magley's still there. Uh, they got Whiteside off the bench. They got Rashawn Holmes. Whiteside. Um, uh, <laughs> well, you can still grab boards. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough team to match up uh, in terms of our bigs. And, like, we don't have a lot of really good bigs right now. So, like, Aiden really needed to step up. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, he did. Second Sacramento game looked great. Third quarter was, you know, great uh, offensively and defensively. Um, so, yeah, it's positive signs for sure. Yeah, I, I I think Bridges being able to give give those perimeter players in the West um, that sort of Kawhi, Donkit, Doncic, even like potentially Harden if they're matched up, um, that that's going to go a long way because those are those are guys who are the engine of their team's offense. So, um, 
yeah, I think I think there's definitely positive signs in that department, and Chris Paul will be able to figure this team out because he's he's just one of the probably the second best basketball mind we have that's an active player besides LeBron, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought you were gonna throw Rondo in there too, but yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rondo a lot. Yeah. What's up? Am I? I haven't seen Rondo this year. I've not seen like a I single. Think he's playing. Playing. I don't. Yeah, I feel like he's not playing. Um, so. Also, I haven't watched a ton of the Hawks, so I, yeah. I don't know for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, great Suns corner. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, positive um, Suns corner. That's that's the important thing. <laughs> now for another team that you love, uh, Miami. Uh, so, in this Pelicans game. On Christmas, uh, came out actually it was really close. The second quarter sort of proved to be the difference. Um, Miami sort of got hot. Uh, Precious Achua was fast break after fast break. Just seemed like he had unlimited energy. Um, sort of looks like like a like a bam, but like like skinnier. Yeah, like better ball. It's like a, it's like a like he's like a big he's like a big who can pass and run and like never gets tired. Yeah. So like, you're like oh yeah. bam, but. Um, not not as good on defense, not as tall, uh, none of that stuff. But he he, uh, he can like he can move. He's really like he's good defensively already. Yeah, which is like yeah. surprising. He's got quick hands too, so it's, it's good. They were running the break against uh, the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are sort of a team that wants to run. So it was disheartening to see us just getting killed in transition every time. But that's our defense for you. Um, Dragic looked really good. Um, he looks like he hasn't lost a step at all. He had some amazing finishes and amazing moves. Uh, Duncan Robinson looks like he's even improved, like, more. That's with, scary. Like, if, you, if you just, like, if you were to, like, make a graph of his, like, improvement, like, his, like, implied improvement, it would just be, like, exponential at this point. Given these kind of like, G League to, to like, a guy who potentially in his next contract can make, like, 25 a year. Um. Yeah. So he he was doing some stuff. He looked on defense particularly. He looked a lot better. The shooting. I mean, how much how much better can he get? You know. But um. But he can attack off the dribble now too. Yeah. Like, no. That's, I, that's, he started that's, doing it a little bit in the playoffs, but like now it yeah, seems he like he's kind of comfortable with it. Rules, like at the most, but yeah. now he's, I mean, if yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, I think I think a weapon for him potentially if they're doing if if he's like ever like trailing, um, and he sort of. Can get a pump fake going, that could really be devastating. Um, yeah, that's yeah, like exactly. automatic five on four. So, um, anyway, Zion looks really good on offense in this one, um, and I was I was pretty encouraged by that, given given how many interior defenders the Heat have, and yeah. uh, he was just kind of like throwing guys around. Even Bam, who's nice. like sort of you don't think of someone who's yeah. getting lost yeah. around, but Zion's just so dense; he's just able to like power through and there's really nothing you can do um, dense is like the perfect word for him yeah no yeah yeah it seems like every every time i like i like click on the box score in in a pelicans game it's like oh zion is like 16 and 8 going into the right. third like great like like awesome like I, i'm just gonna watch start watching right now so um but yeah his defense obviously leads a lot to be desired as of the whole team as does the whole team um ingram's been looking really good though um He's like he's average, he's like a twenty six and twenty six six and six through three games. Um, he's generally like a mini KD. Like, 
Like he can yeah, shoot yeah, over he's, people. He's, yeah. Um, did you know he weighs 190? No way. Yeah. No, it's true. How? Like I weigh 190. So like I, yeah, I like I was pretty shocked by that. I was just like, wow, okay. Like wow, I thought okay. it would be like at least like 205. Yeah. Like there's no one like trying to like there's just like not, like talk about like that's, the, like, that's your like college weight, you know? Like yeah, that's like how how you should be, yeah. It's yeah, I, I mean oh, it hasn't God. been a problem yet, but I'm I'm just I am just I just thought that was interesting. Uh, how much does KD weigh? Even he weighs like. Yeah, even KD is two forty. He's KD's two forty. KD's two forty. Yeah. Apparently, I, I don't okay, know if they're lying check. about it. I'm gonna double Go check my. I'm gonna if, check my myself here. Ingram, yeah, if Ingram is no, yeah, one ninety. Yeah, it says one ninety. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. I don't how. I don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he looks. He looks pretty good. Um, and Lonzo has not looked good. Lonzo, I talked. To, uh, Lonzo, I like him more than I did last year, just because how confident he's looked. Um, compared, yeah. um, like just shooting wise, him sort of like stepping into these shots where he's like, oh, I think this is gonna go in. Um, I think they, they still have. They still have to figure out uh, Zion and Adams playing together. Um, I don't think long term it's a good solution. Jackson Hayes has sort of like been like pushed out of the rotation. He only played like three minutes in this game. Um, he he's definitely still raw, but I, I do think if staggering Zion and um, Adams would like help, just because then you'd always have a constant offensive rebounding threat. Um, and yeah. I think Bledsoe's maybe still figuring out a little bit. He's not. He's obviously not. I'm. I was always super low on him, but um, he. It's not like the perception of him now is that he's like someone who averaged like five points a game for his career, and that's just like not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a better player than that. Um, so, yeah, the 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 defense still leaves a lot to be desired, but um, just the Zion, just the Zion scoring and him like drawing all these fouls. That that's that's what I like to see. So, I was encouraged by that. All right. Anyway, any anything else that you had um, before we head off? Um, I will say Brooklyn's defense, man. That's it's look good. I think they're the top defense coming in today. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. No. Like. Yeah. So I don't know. They, uh, maybe our worries were a little bit off, but we'll yeah. see. Jeez. I, I don't know if they played anybody that's like. I mean, Celtics. Oh, the Celtics. Yeah. yeah so, I don't know. Chalk that up to not having Kemba, but I, I don't know. I mean, hey, I mean even then, like, I, I don't think that makes that much of a difference. Is that, is that, are you looking at defensive rating? What are you looking at? Yeah, defensive rating. Okay. They, uh, they were, like, the only team that had a sub-100 defensive rating when I checked yesterday. Okay. Um, and so they were, like, a long way out in front. Uh, yeah, they had their defensive rating is 95 right now. The second-best defensive rating is Cleveland at 101. So, like, I don't know how much of that is small sample size and how much of that is, like, wow, maybe this defense is just that good. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. They lost Dinwiddie for the year, it looks like. Um, but uh, that, that uh, we don't need to talk about that now. But um, that can be something later on. 
but uh, yeah, so we're a week we're a weekend right now. Big games coming up this week. Uh, probably probably a little better slate than we've had so far. So look out for Bucks Heat. I'm sure there'll be a lot of takeaways from that one. Um, so yeah, I mean we'll be back, you know, this weekend or next couple of days. Yeah, depending on if there's big news. Yep. Oh, oops. Uh,